0: Welcome to episode 157 of the Force Geeks, a Star Wars podcast. This is our 31st show of our fourth season, and uh, we're just a little less than a week removed from the season one finale of Ahsoka. We've had so much to take in from that, we felt like we needed to revisit the show. So in this episode of the pod, we're examining some of the big questions that might still remain in our minds. Speaking of which, let's get into those. The latest on whether a second season is in the cards based upon what has been said by Insider's at Lucasfilm. And now that we've had some time to sit with the finale a little longer, we answer the question of whether Ahsoka stuck the landing. And we're going to get into that one. Plus, the increasingly important Mortis arc from the Clone Wars episodes. If you didn't watch that, we're going to expand more on that. And if you did, let's get into your theories on this. We, we love going into this stuff because the Mortis trilogy from Clone Wars was such an interesting story. The mysticism of Star Wars deeply explored with that. Plus, we examine whether the series was really accessible for the common fan who doesn't take in all the content like animation. Also, where do we go from here? Well, perhaps we have our first clue thanks to some details from a copyright filing of the upcoming skeleton cruise show, which comes out in 2024, not that far off at this point as we're closing out 2023 in the final quarter of this year, and honoring the late great Ray Stevenson and what he brought to his role as Balin Skull. What a huge loss this is for Star Wars. And also, speaking of which, in other Star Wars news, that is also sad. We're saying goodbye to an important contributor to the modern era of Star Wars. I'm Nate Custer coming to you from Northwest Arkansas. My fellow Force Geek from Seattle, Jake Scott, back with us once again, as is Chris Ridlon from our nation's capital. Guys, a whole week has gone by almost at this point by the time we're talking. So it's been like five days since we watched the time of the recording of this, which is uh, what Saturday after after everything's sat with you. Has anything resonated since we last spoke about the show that has stuck out to you? Is there anything that you're starting to think maybe a little differently on? Maybe it's how much you enjoyed the finale, or maybe it's, uh, you know what, there were some bigger questions I wanted answered. What is sitting in your craw at this point that you feel like you got to get off your chest? Is there anything? Because there's some things that I've been thinking about that I feel like didn't necessarily provide me with enough resolution. or feel like they went far enough in this episode.
1: Well, why don't what you, do you think? Why don't you jump out with
2: one? Because I'm not sure I've got one.
1: Well, to I i mean, I'll just start before Nate pollutes my mind with whatever his theories are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I i mean, when when we found out that there were only going to be eight episodes, I was like, that's not enough. Uh, and sure enough, yeah. it wasn't. I mean, so we called it last week that it was going to be a total cliffhanger. And it was. So, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, uh this is where, when it's like, are they going to make a second season? They have to. Like, they can't go straight to the movie from this. I mean, I guess they could, but then there'd be, no, it'd be no. like Rise of Skywalker where there's just too much to cover. So, so yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the finale. Um, I just think that, you know, they just, there, there was a lot to cover and they just, they needed like two or three more episodes probably to, if they wanted to actually resolve anything. But I, I don't think yeah. that was the intent. I think this is always the intent is to leave us where we were. So
0: I'll say this. I don't think. The finale went far enough for my satiation of I'm not satisfied with enough. Did I like it? Yes. Did I enjoy it? Yes. Would I recommend it? Absolutely. I would. Was it great
1: Star Wars? Yeah. But what what do you mean by it didn't go far enough?
0: Well, I'll get into that. I'll get into that because I've got a whole section dedicated to that. So we'll get to that. But I'm going to say that I don't think the finale went far enough. And I have a theory on why I think it didn't go far enough. And I could be dead wrong. But I ha- I think Ray's death might have had something to do with it, and so I'll I'll breathe more life into that that hypothesis hmm. I, I have uh, just. Did he die before production ended? He he died after production. Yeah. Oh. However, I I'm I'm thinking that that could have impacted the editing of what they decided to give us in the finale. I have to.
2: Assume so I'll tell it you more did, about yeah. that in a moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in the meantime, Jake, is huh. there anything that has uh, popped up? In your mind, about whether or not uh, you know, there's the, you think there could have been more. What do you think? Is there anything that stands out to you? A few days removed, I think from that having they, the finale.
2: I think that they shot for a specific goal, and I think they hit it dead mm-hmm. on. I think you know the for what I presume is going to happen next season. I think that we're right where we need to be. Of course, you know I could mm-hmm. be wrong about my guesses for next yeah. season, but. I think that it would have been difficult to show much more without giving too much away. I think that they were, by the way, the story was constructed, kind of forced and constrained to stop it where they did, I guess. so.
0: Okay. That's fair enough. We'll get more into that here in a moment. Uh, In the meantime, I do want to remind everyone that if you've got some fun theories you want to talk about or you just need to get some things off your chest, hit us up on social media. Search for us on Facebook, X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all over the place. Just search for us at the Geeks. That's where you'll find us. And we'd love to engage with you on all those things. Uh, We also ask that you uh, support the podcast. Uh, Subscribe. uh, Leave a review. We appreciate those. And though we create the show every week for you well, most weeks for you right here in the united <laughs> states uh, we've never done an international episode we'll have to go and fix that at some point yes. in the near future but uh well i don't know how near that'll be but we'll do it at some point we will uh maybe for a european celebration or celebration japan we'll have to try to make that happen yeah. So i think that would be a lot of fun yeah chris you had an idea what's going on no
1: i was just trying, trying to look actually have recorded the podcast from overseas but i guess i haven't you
0: haven't. Yeah. Okay. I thought any of us, it could have been yeah. you. But at some point, I, I think Japan would be a great place to start. Yeah, Japan would be great. I think that would be pretty Apparently great. I think when you cool. do Star Wars uh, Celebration in Japan, yeah.
1: that would be, be awesome. game.: any of those.
0: Um, sp- Speaking of uh, international friends and listeners all over the globe, uh, we got to give a big what up to uh, the the municipality in Copenhagen, the capital city of Denmark. Thank you to our listeners there. Also, uh, here in the States, what up to Big Bottom, Washington. We appreciate your support big as well bottom. as your friendship in Where the force. It's in Washington State, well, my friend. I Check I it out. No,
2: I mean, I, well, I mean, with a name I'm like Big Bottom, how would you miss it? Yeah, I mean, it's
0: pretty big. I would think at least, uh, you know, the the rock group Queen has been there. I mean, you know,
2: Fat Bottom Girls make the the world go round, right? Mm. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, so
2: it's on the (laughs) Caldwell River.
1: Yeah, just south of Mount Rainier. Oh, just
2: past Packwood. Okay, so I've actually been there before. I just didn't realize it. You visited Big Bottom and didn't know it? Well, yeah, I mean, I drove drove through through on Highway 12 to get to Rainier, (laughs) so... Well, hey, yeah. man,
0: uh, there's so many jokes I can make right now, but I'm holding I'm back. I'm sure there I'm are. I've
1: never back. visited the Big Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Give that the whale eye. So many things we do. All kinds of places with
2: that.
0: All right. Well, let's get to our agenda. Uh, is a second season coming?
2: I've been talking to you guys
0: about this in text, and it looks like it is. But here's the thing, Phil. So I've seen from Variety and Deadspin, uh, all these different outlets are reporting on whether or not we're getting a second season. And all signs are pointing to yes, that that was always the plan. However, some things have been happening at Disney lately over the last several months. Also, you've got the strikes that have been happening. But Disney was wanting to pull back on the amount of content because streaming – has turned out to be not quite the big cash cow that all the different big players thought it would be. So they're they're pulling back on content, how much content they're putting out there, how much they're paying to people. That's been a big part of the strikes. So it's been kind of in flux whether or not we're getting one. It was planned from the, the insiders at Lucasfilm sharing without revealing who they are, sharing that, yes, that is the plan. There is a plan in place for a second season. It was always the plan for it to be a multi-season show. However, no official green light from Disney. However, in our last podcast, as you'll recall, we did talk about how Disney promotion marketing was putting out. It was the series finale, and they were tweeting that out, and they were they were xing that out. Whatever you want to call it, it's
2: just call confusing. It. I know,
0: Elon, get it together. It's just confusing how you've got this thing. Yeah, damn you, don't
1: rename the business you bought. Um, Leave it alone, and then.
2: On top of that,
0: well, it's confusing. I don't care if oh, you renamed I it. Yeah, so they, they
1: had posted that it was the season finale, and then they edited or it, or series, series finale. finale, and then somebody series asked finale. them about it and online, and then they they came back and changed everything to basically say yeah. season finale. So making it very clear that it's the season finale.
0: It seems like it's imminent. We will get a green light. Ratings were yeah. decent. Are they as good as they'd hoped for? Well, no, they hoped for monster killer yeah, ratings. I mean, are they it's, ever as good as they hoped for? I mean, sometimes they are. Their I the
2: mean, expectations they, it, are kind of ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it, I don't. Well, I mean, like, a, a, other than like the super boom boom action movies with, you know, some supermodel playing the heroine, there's been very uh, there. There's not a lot. I mean, like, let's look at any of the streaming shows that are. They're performing modestly to slightly average, to slightly above average post pandemic. Yeah. 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 I I mean, like show show me any show on any streamer that is like just going bonkers. They're not like, they're like I said, movies like super action movies that, you know, are the surprise
0: hits. The ones that were not expected to be big, that are much bigger than anyone anticipated. Like, I mean, go back to the pandemic. Would a show like Tiger King be the sensation it was? I mean, <laughs> was no one expected pandemic, it to though. be that big. It was during the That's pandemic. The granted, it was during the pandemic, but no one expected that show to be the monster hit it was. Was there expectations of some success? Certainly, but a lot has been written about how it was like this phenomenon. Well, and so, was in a pop culture,
1: ice cream cone a little bit because of the pandemic. True, right? I mean, true. Yep.
0: Yeah. I mean, we were all stuck at home. Right. It's just kind of one of those, like, what weird thing can I watch? Because I'm kind of, uh, you know, done on the mainstream stuff. I need something weird. So, Let's make it weird. Well, speaking, speaking of uh, the
2: numbers and the, the tracking and all that, I just got a package yesterday in the FedEx from Nielsen, Nielsen nice. Scan, and I'm going to uh-huh. be part of the system. I've done it in the past, but... Uh, I've done it before as well, be when I helping. wasn't supposed to. Yeah, they're, <laughs> uh, they're paying out big now. It's like 50 bucks
0: hey it was like five dollars back in the day well when they I sent did it. me
2: five dollars in dollar bills but then they're yeah. also once you're done give you fifty dollars which is pretty awesome to yeah for those of you that don't know nielsen is the company that actually keeps track of who's watching what and for how long and the way they do that is to get data from normal people and what they're watching and then they figure it out from there so and by normal
1: people they went yeah, human. I'm not sure why they went to me if they're looking for normal, but <laughs> whatever. I, I mean, yeah, I, got, I, I would like I got, to point out that, that the Nielsen top 10 suits is number one, which yep. is pretty freaking hilarious. From Netflix. Which is idiotic. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's like Virgin River in one piece, but the live action Little Mermaid, number four, Bluey, number six, and Coco, I mean, Mel- Coco Mel number nine. So I, yeah. I just, I don't know. Big Bang Theory is number so ten. apparently Little they aren't going for normal people. Uh, the the only like actual shows that are like probably legitimate shows are SWAT and NCIS. Like yeah, in the yeah. top ten. So I mean well, I, I'm NCIS not. NCIS
2: has been a juggernaut for I'm, a long time I'm, now. So, I'm not yeah. I'm
1: not poo pooing it, but at the on the flippy side, like I mean, <clears> you know it, it just
2: yeah, I don't know. I'll poo poo it all day long. Poo poo. <laughs> there you go. You know I mean so, I wouldn't do it if they weren't paying me. So they
0: know they have enough viewers to support doing it again. Do they feel the investment is worth it? I hope so. I think when you look at a production like Star Wars, it's going to be somewhat spendy. It just is. The effects that are needed for that. Now, the volumes helped out with that a lot. Because you can do a lot with the volume, thanks to the Unreal Engine and giving you the surroundings and stuff. And you can have that really help out with cutting the cost. But it's not like running that studio is cheap by any means, even with the volume. It's still expensive. So you're going to have those costs in there. But the question is, does it pull in enough viewers to warrant another season? The safe bet is yes. It it most likely does. Is Star Wars a commodity that's so important they have to invest in it again? Yes, it is. It's too valuable so to it, not it, it's
1: number it. seven on the top 10 streaming original program so of the original yeah. programming like not we bought something which futurama is number nine scoff that that's an original program but but well that's a big deal that it came back like, that it came back yeah, it was unexpected yeah, it come back. yeah scoff still that it's original programming but uh, in no, what way no, is
2: that not original programming
1: it's new episodes yeah mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Even if it weren't, it's still original programming. I, I mean, yeah. Anyway,
1: it just it's not it's not something that, you know, is is completely new. They have resurrected an old thing and like yeah. It is well yeah. anyway.
0: Yes, I, I see your point my, there, my, but my, it is brand my, new episode. Yeah, my, my point
1: being solely that that uh, you know, I, I think Ahsoka is doing well enough. Like it's in the top ten, so yeah. Of yeah. both. That's so very good. Come on.
0: Like. It'll be interesting how it comes out by the end of the year. When you look at the viewership of all these different programs over the year, then does it stand out from the pack to warrant greenlighting a second season? Oh, My is suspicion Disney is it will. Oh, what about? do they have they'll,
1: that's going to be better on Disney everything. Plus? Yeah, other yeah. than Bluey. That's um, a good question. Other than Bluey, well,
0: Bluey. and that <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. Which Bluey? That kind of depends.
1: Three year old, like four year old. But oh yeah, yeah. Bluey's great. But, yeah. Come on,
0: yeah, absolutely. But here's the thing is that um, as you look at things, it almost comes down to the question I brought up earlier about was Ahsoka accessible enough for the common fan? So, Chris, did your wife, because she did not watch the animated shows, by the end of Ahsoka, did she watch all of them? Yeah. Okay, what was her thoughts? Because she's exactly who we're talking about. A Star Wars fan who will tune in for the show but didn't watch all the content that would really inform you to get you as geeked for what we saw as
1: people like yeah, us. She's normal. Because we watched she, all of it. She liked uh she liked it. She said she liked okay Mandalorian better. Uh but other than that, yep. this really? is like okay. her second favorite Star Wars show. So she liked it. She thought it was Okay. Good.
0: She liked it better than Andor. Yeah.
1: Okay. So she liked it better than you know. Andor.
0: And here's a question. Guys, do where does this show rank for you now, amongst all the Star Wars TV shows we've watched, from Mandalorian to Andor to this, I mean, I'm not going to include the animated shows, but we can, for the sake of discussion, we can throw those in there. Because, I mean, honestly, Clone Wars and Rebels, it, we have a lot more of it. With yeah. the Mandalorian, we have three seasons. With Andor, we have one season. We have one season. So based on... Let's let's do this. Based on the first seasons of the three Ooh. live action shows we've seen so far, which one ranks as your top? Where does Ahsoka action. fit? Or are in you that counting order?
1: Book of Boba Fett as part of Mandalorian? Oh, Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Technically I'm, four. I, my yeah, technically four. So yes, of the four live action well, series, five actually five, because you got Obi Wan. Yeah. Yeah. So God, it's amazing. How did I forget Kenobi? Yeah. I mean, maybe that says something. How maybe that says something. I don't know. Kenobi. But five. So you yeah. got. Start off with The Mandalorian, you get uh, The Book of Boba Fett, you get uh, Kenobi, you've got Andor, and Ahsoka. What is your top show, and where does Ahsoka fit in that order if it's not Ahsoka?
2: Um, I'm going to go with Mando at one, and Ahsoka and Andor tied at two. Okay, tied. It's kind of a wishy-washy answer, but if you yeah, have the pick, fence
0: post, is right up the
2: ass. Right up there.
0: If you had to pick your life depended on it. Your entire family's lives depend on it, Jake. And you have to pick which one is better. If your
1: life depended on it. If you had a gun to your head.
0: It's not your life. It's the lives of your family.
1: that makes it better. Yeah,
2: I guess I would probably say Ahsoka would be the top. Okay. Over Andor.
0: Okay. But not by much. Chris? Uh, Actually, so Ahsoka is is number two, two for you then number it's two. It's like picking your favorite kid. I mean, Ooh, back it's, two and two. Two, it's very challenging.
1: Four. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I need to rewatch Ahsoka. Probably. Uh, I haven't got, I mm-hmm. actually meant to, but I, before we did this, but, uh, Speaking but of I, mean, of I have rewatched
0: tonight. the entire first
1: yeah, season. You're, you a, a soldier. Um,
0: I
2: am a I am super
1: not a machine. Nerd. Um, yeah, uh, but no <laughs> Call me the machine. wire. Like, But, but dude, like uh, it's difficult to compare because I was thinking about it like, like just the Mandalorian. No, uh, just the experience, like the approach of it, because the Mandalorian was like the first. Right. And it was was. so new. There was a lot of hype associated with that. Yeah, but not hype. Like, that's not it. Like, it just it just was so new and so fresh that like. Uh, you know, I'm talking
0: like, personal hype because like, man, we get star Wars television now Yeah, okay. that played into my level so of excitement yeah, and enthusiasm no, for uh, it.
1: Yeah. That's what I guess. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. So it's very difficult for me. Um, so, what, well, I'll go. Yeah. You, you go. think on it for you a moment.
0: Go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll you go. You go. Okay. I'm going. <laughs> uh, so here's what I think. So for me Andor ranks as my top show. And that is because Andor is that whole prestige model. I am dying for the next season. So the writing of Andor is so amazing. It's incredibly adult. So for me, that's what I'm probably the most excited for when I look at the content of what is to come still. Andor has me the most hyped. But... Ahsoka is a very close second for me because Ahsoka dives into the mysticism of Star Wars, which is one of the most fun aspects yeah. of Star Wars yeah. to me, is going into the mysticism, the force, what's behind it all, yep. this magic that's the, the Night Sisters. I mean, Dave Filoni explored that with George back in the day with Clone Wars, and that is all playing into Ahsoka, yep. let alone the fact that Ahsoka is one of the most realized characters to ever come out of Star Wars. Yeah. I love it. I love it.
2: Now all we need and is Andor to really be adult, you know, have some sex in it. <laughs> Seriously, like if it's made for adults, I'm I not don't saying mean that Like
1: go crazy with more or it, less but... had sex. I mean, come on.
2: It Basically. Yeah. I mean, there was
0: there was definitely the inference that people uh, were, yeah, were I mean, like, you know, uh, what's making boom, boom uh, a little bit of
1: the <laughs> bounce. <bom-chick-da-bom-bom-bom>. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you want to get show. That's what you want
2: <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it needs to be like Rome or anything. Spartacus <laughs>
1: blood and tears. Oh jeez. No, I didn't say. Four that. Four, so four, somehow four, it always six, comes back to that I don't know four. why.
0: Uh well, we because we need to get a woman ridiculous. on the show. It was We over need
2: the a top. woman on the show to keep it over the top. Yeah, all right. It, like it so, was the definition of gratuitous. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, um no, I mean it's very difficult for me to pick, but I I think is number 1. Um just because it, as we discussed, Peak Star Wars like it just has all yeah. the things, hits all the notes. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I I agree with you, Nate, that uh, Andor is a better show, but very mm-hmm. similar to the fact that I fully admit that Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie ever made in terms of like mm-hmm. production quality and all that stuff. Like, Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi is still my favorite because it's just it's all the things Star Wars Same. that I think of. So, Same. So this yeah. is very similar for me. Um, I mean, really, like Andor, Ahsoka, and Mandalorian are almost impossible to choose from, but I would say. Uh, you know, Ahsoka, Mando, Andor. Uh because I love Andor, but man, it's just it's just not not quite the same. So I don't know. That's where and
0: there's I I love Mando. It's up there high for yeah. me. I mean there's it's not like there's a deep divide on all the shows. No. I would say Book of Boba Fett's probably my least favorite, yeah. but I still love it. Yeah. I still enjoyed for it sure. was it as good as I'd hoped it would be no. no but you know what here's the other thing I am fine with not everything having to be the most amazing thing to me because Star Wars content should satisfy many people and sometimes that's not going to appeal to every single person well, yeah. sure. I hope there are people who love Book of Boba Fett and it's their favorite I have a good friend that's his favorite series is Book of Boba Fett yeah it really hit the spot for him and I love
1: that well I, that, love that. I think that's the problem right you're expecting every movie and every show to invoke the same feeling in you that the original trilogy did and like it's just just yeah it's not a thing man like you yeah i I don't know i mean we've talked about a little bit uh you know i mean the time in your life at which you approach star wars you know and your first encounter with it like kind of defines you know a lot of how you approach the rest of it so i mean i think that's why like probably Ahsoka probably lands almost better with like kids that grew up watching clone wars and that was their like first yeah. star Wars, yep. you know, uh, you know, so maybe they're, you know, too, too young to have been, you know, when the prequels were for coming out and really like, mm-hmm. you know, really landed with that. But like, you know, uh, you know, old enough that like it was clone Wars. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, you're going back to original question, Nate. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, there was an article talking about like, you know, uh, how basically Star Wars is its own worst enemy. They should like get out of the Skywalker thing. They should stop trying to like weave in all these, you know, do what Marvel does and weave in all these stories because they're basically like, you know, screwing themselves over because it, you know, it's almost impossible to, you know, do all the fan service, but yet be accessible to new folks. So, I I mean, I really think Ahsoka landed that like as best as you could, but there yeah. still is some aspect of like, it's difficult, like, you know. So this article pointed out that the world between worlds is not explained at all. Uh, you know, no. In the show. there's no, no exposition of it. And there's a couple other things where there's not a lot of exposition. So well. like, really h- how did, how did, I don't think it's necessary. How did Thrawn I don't think get it's necessary. How did Ezra, you know, get, take Thrawn to, uh, you know, Mortis or whatever we're calling it, Parodia. Uh, You know, I, I, I don't think it's necessary either. Like I said, my, my, sample size is one it's Anne, and like you know she got it like i said she likes man yeah. better but but i don't think that like i don't know i, I mean she did ask me to explain some of the stuff so i mean and so I many of so. those so-
2: things are typical tropes of storytelling so it's not like they're required to be explained specifically how they apply yeah like world between worlds i mean that could be a vision a dream state whatever yeah i mean we see in stories all the time and so
1: this article said well maybe they should have had like you know like somebody you know explain it you know a character explain it but i i just think that would have gotten annoying so i Mm -hmm. i don't know i mean
0: i think you're right i think you're right chris i don't think it was necessary i really don't because uh, you get the gist of what was important that was anakin skywalker coming to her in this vision or in this state of she's kind of in this Uh, between Between thing of of life and death. Yeah. So, I mean, um, there was that there and I don't think you have to explain the world between worlds and what it meant to fans who watched rebels or clone wars. I don't think you have to have known much about mortis either, but for the super fans, that was exciting for us. Do I think that this did enough to to be completely approachable for the, the common lay fan, so to speak? No, I think there's some stuff there that really didn't go far enough to be explained for them. But the world between worlds, I don't think that had to be explained. I don't think Mortis had to be explained. And in fact, if you didn't watch those episodes with Mortis, you might have some really fun discoveries ahead. Mm-hmm. Because we're kind of like out there calling it out. Like, hey, we know where this is going. Yeah. But for those fans, it's more of a discovery. All going to be a surprise. So we're geeking out over this, and was like, "What the hell are you so like excited about?" Like, it, it, slow down, slow your roll. Star I don't know what Wars you're talking is like about. Crack, man. we'll get there. Stars yeah, we'll get there. Like we'll crack. get there. If we get a second season, okay. which it sounds like we will, we will get there. And I have a feeling that Mortis is going to be very, very important. Yeah. And it's fun for us to be the super nerds. Like, ah, I see the statue. I know that's the father. Yeah. That's the father the son next to him, and the broken sister, uh, daughter, I should say, next to him. So, yeah, all that stuff is fun for us. Do I think they went enough uh, for the common fan? I think the beginning is the most troubling part. Starting the series off and getting people to care about these characters, that was a problem. Because, you know, if you watched the book of Boba Fett, you know who Ahsoka is. If you watched The Mandalorian, you know who Ahsoka is. But the problem is... When it came to caring about Ezra and why, you know, Thrawn's a big deal and all these different things that we didn't explain enough in the series about why Thrawn's such a big deal, why it's so important. And we didn't explain why Ezra is this big stakes thing. So that part, I think, was not accessible for the common fan.
1: Everything else, I'm fine with. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, they tried to explain it with the hollow of Ezra, like in the crawl at the beginning sort of explained Thrawn. Yeah.
0: And the crawl was a great idea. It was good to bring it back, and it was unique. It wasn't exactly like we saw from the exactly. movies, but it was effective, and it was needed. It was needed. I'm glad that they yeah. did that, and they put their own
1: spin on it. But, but I mean, you got to remember, like, like when people first watched style. like A New Hope, when it before it was a New Hope, like didn't know anything about it. Was anything. It was Wars just Star Wars, like yeah, you know, like what the. So I mean, that's part yeah. of it. I I don't know.
0: Like I, I belong to several Facebook groups in Star Wars. Like, I mean, that's how nerdy I am. I'm, I'm, I'm in a bunch. But one of my favorite ones is the non-toxic Star Wars fan base group. And I, I want to highly encourage tens no of thousands of people. But the thing is, it's really positive there. I really enjoy it. <laughs> am I critical? Do I see people critical of what we're watching? Yes, but sure. not in a toxic way. And I love how they like are really good at that Facebook group about just kind of saying, hey, This may not be your thing, but it is someone else's, so let's respect each other on that. And I love that. It's great.
2: They're still wrong.
0: Sorry. (laughs) I'm telling you guys, it's a great place, but I love seeing the comments from people who are talking about these same questions that we're having. This is a common theme among star wars fans and there's some folks there who just are more casual fans and they i've seen them commenting and then you have this whole thing where people are discovering like i'm so glad you guys told me to watch rebels i'm so glad you told me to watch clone wars you're right this is amazing star wars some of the best star wars you'll ever see was animation because you had all these episodes to really flesh out yep. the importance of the stories, of the characters. You see why Clone Wars Anakin is way better than movie version of Anakin. And thank God we got Hayden Christensen back <clears throat> to have that Clone Wars era Anakin Skywalker oh, yeah. back because like, he was
2: fantastic yeah, in this role. What a gift to him. What a parting gift. And a know. gift to us. We got Gee. Hayden in his well, best form. Bring him back and let him yes. not say stupid shit. Just Absolutely perfect.
0: He was great, and so yes. I was so happy about this. And that's 100%. one of my favorite takeaways from Ahsoka is that Hayden Christensen got to play this version of Anakin that was the best version of all the content that we saw from the prequel era. The Clone yeah. Wars animation show Anakin was incredible. And Matt Lanter's performance clearly impacted Hayden's performance. I think that's a big kudos to Matt Lanter and what yeah. he did and the work that, that Dave did with how he wrote these characters. So kudos to all those folks. It was really fantastic. That's what gets me hyped up and excited. And that was one of my favorite things from Ahsoka. Is there anything from you guys, your favorite takeaway from Ahsoka? Because there's so many for me. Live action Ezra, total win for me. Total win for me. I enjoyed Sabine for the most part. The The later episodes, I didn't enjoy her as much. I don't know that I need her to be a Jedi. And by the way, if you go to StarWars.com, officially listed as a Jedi now. By the end of the well, finale, so. she was clearly empowered with the Jedi powers and in the, in the Force-wielding ability. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I, what we all said was going to happen, right? Yeah. I just didn't need it. But, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I'm being critical. Do I well, like I didn't it? did do, do, do I love this content? Yeah, why? Well, well, I don't understand when you say you don't I think she... It. I didn't need her to be a fellow Jedi. I I, I like the idea that she was a badass Mandalorian who had an affinity to the Force, but not mm-hmm. necessarily a full-on wielder of it. I like her with the lightsaber. I think she's awesome. It's a badass character. I think she's a full Jedi, dude. She can do force pulls. She's. I mean, she's listed she's as a full Jedi now. She's yeah. a yeah. force. Jedi.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know. Like a yeah. Jedi. So they list her as Jedi they're using, Jedi? They're they're using her character The list her as Jedi what are you talking about on the website starwars.com um, she's officially yeah, listed okay. as a Jedi well now. dude I, I mean I guess what I'm saying is that uh, I think they're using Sabine very specifically to break a lot of the stereotypes of you know redefine what the Jedi what a, being a Jedi means like mm-hmm. as opposed to being like a super high glory count like you know wizard yeah. with a laser sword like you know that's valid that's but, valid i mean you could have not done that and just had it been that only very certain people who are genetically disposed or uh, but i mean
0: i think that's yeah. the point
1: is you know making it
0: well they're certainly opening the door but this yeah. here's why it's a problem for me because all these jedi are around where the hell were they in the sequel trilogy? That's the problem I have with Galaxy's this. A big when you place, reverse man. engineer all these different Jedi, and that really, it just it comes down to your talent with the Force. Where are all these people when it comes? So they have to answer that question for me. Will they? Who knows? But nobody answered the call. Nobody answered the call until the very end. When when yeah. you see all the ships show up at the end, I don't know. I'm just that's that's the problem for me. I and, don't have a problem uh, with that. I, that's good. I honestly. It, it, it is a problem for me. And does um, it matter? Are the people at Lucasfilm? That, that Nate guy has got an issue with this. Yeah. No, it doesn't it. matter. Do I love all the content I'm getting? Hell, yes, I do. I'm loving every moment of it. Yeah. And do I care that much that I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch Star Wars. No, of course not. But it's it's in the back of my mind. I'm like, where were you when it was going down with Kylo and the the First Order? Where were you? Dude, the happen is ya? huge. It's huge. This is why I need them all to stay in the galaxy far, far away from the galaxy far, far away.
2: Well, maybe they were in the, the galaxy far, far further
0: away. That's my hope. That's my hope. I hope that that's where we're going with this. And we have to talk about that when we think about uh, our predictions for season two, what's going to happen. Because Thrawn makes it back. He made it back. Hmm. We all thought he was going to, and he did. Yeah. But just as I had thought, and, and I think you guys were with me on this. Actually, no, I think, Jake, now that I recall you you thought they were definitely going to make it back. Our heroes are going to make it back. Yeah. Maybe they do, but they did not make it by the end of you know season one. Oh, they have to come back. I don't know. They're I don't know that gonna, I need them to. They're not going to permanently separate. This is what Dan people. and I have talked about. Dan Wolf, uh, we've talked about how much we want ahsoka and everybody to stay in the galaxy far far away they stay in that other galaxy so that explains why they're not a part of the story in the sequel trilogy and on top of that they can go explore more of the eu and all the stuff that we loved before because it doesn't impact this
2: the star wars galaxy we know that's a cop-out though in my opinion how it just is they're gonna get back yeah, they're gonna get back. But like the whole let's make a whole another galaxy just so that we can go back to the good stories again is just a cop out. Like there's no reason why they can't coexist other than the whole Luke and Leia thing. But aren't we staying away from the Skywalkers anyway? So it's not really I don't know. a big deal.
0: I think they'll let Dave play with that in, in the movie. Yeah, I think I let they'll let Dave play with Luke Skywalker. And and, like, and or I th-
1: use the, you yeah. know, I don't know, deep fake. But I, I hope they just recast, man. Like, I, I'm just... Either... I, I, this is something I do agree with. Either get out of the Skywalker timeline completely and, like, do something completely different... Uh, or if you're going to be in that timeline then recast characters like the fact that they're like oh yeah cool that you know Donald Glover can continue Lando but like we're never going to do you know I'll never recast anyone Mm -hmm. thanks KK
0: yeah I, I mean move out the way because yeah. I think Ooh, that is a huge problem away. for Lucasfilm moving forward. Yeah. Is they have to get past the idea of recasting as right. bad.
1: Uh, look at I mean,
0: you have a valuable product. You need to accept that it's acceptable in so many other genres and other franchises. We will adjust. You yeah. made a bad move with Solo, not because of who you cast in that role, but your because the execution of the production was production. mired yeah. in because problems. It was you.
2: Well, yeah, just, I, you were the. Problem.
1: Uh, I mean well, I, I would argue that it wasn't all I, I'm not no a trekkie, was. but like, man, Strange New Worlds like, has been so good. Great, like, great
0: show. Like
1: me and Anne normally don't watch Star Trek. Like we watched the Discovery Why show. Would you? Well there was nothing else on for a while. But
2: I mean, unless it's the next generation, which is TV next generation is
1: good, but like, dude, if you haven't watched Changing Your Worlds, Jake, you need to. And it's all recasting. It's so good, but Jake. It, is it really so is. Good. It is the best it is it's so good. It, it's almost better than next generation. I won't quite go that far, but I think like it's close. It's very close. It's close. Yeah.
2: Yes. Absolutely yeah. close. You should watch it. It's Give fun, a try. Jake. It's really, really good. I'm not saying it uh, isn't. I just, you know, like TNG is like on another pedestal. It's a gold above. standard. It It's a gold standard. I hear you right up there with Battlestar. You know, like this is how you do sci-fi TV.
0: So I will tell you this, Jake. I was just as excited for the next episode each week to drop for uh, Strange New Worlds as I was for Battlestar.
2: Same. It was right there for me. But is Grace Park in this? Because if she's not, then what's the point? Get over your horn dog ways. Come on,
0: man. It's good stuff, but back to Star Wars. Park yeah, Park I'm with, gorgeous. I'm with you, Chris. I'm with you, Chris. But uh, I've lost my train of thought now. I, I don't know if it was the
1: introduction. Of Grace yeah. Parker, yeah, I mean, we're we're kind of rabbit holing here, anybody. but but in the end, we like are, we Nate, are. I think we is all that agree like that holding? like there's. <laughs> Cornholio.
2: I am Cornholio. I am the great T P Mario.
1: Banghol. T P Bangholio. Oh. Where I come from? Oh I God, they we're, have no Banghol. Such geniuses. Anyway, uh, we're such so geniuses. Uh, like, I can't put the shirt up over my head with the headphones on. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, it's all good. But uh no. There you go. Like Nate's got it. I I think that.
2: uh <laughs> I am Cornholio. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm done. Go ahead, Chris. Don't I think we all here.
1: can agree that like they could have done more, but but I think it would have been difficult to execute well to do more exposition to non fans. So they, they did they did yeah. what they had to do. It was a tough balance. I think that he came pretty close to nailing it. Dave did. And there's absolutely no way he's not getting a second season. Like what else are they gonna oh, put it on? It was TV excellent.
0: It was excellent. And and we're heading in great directions. Great directions. So let's go ahead and move on to the next subject. Did it stick the landing? Do you think the finale did enough to stick the landing? Were you content? Did it satiate your need for the stories in what was knowing full well there's gonna be a big cliffhanger as we expected? Did it still stick the landing? I'll start with you, Jake.
2: Yeah, I think so. Why I think that well, I mean We got some sort of a resolution in the fact that Thrawn and Ezra get back home, which is a big deal. I mean, Ezra getting back is huge, and I'm sure we'll get our emotional, tearful reunion, you know, blah, blah, blah thing with Hera in the next season. But I think that that was a huge step to show that it can be done. And then also, I think the introduction of all the little clues around the Mortis gods and everything. I think gave us just enough to go on to keep being excited about the whole idea, but to leave them open to go pretty much any direction they wanted with it. Um, okay. And then I think that, you know, killing off uh, Mer- Morgan's character, you know, as unfortunate as that is, I think that somebody had to die and it was and her, her character time. made sense. Yeah. Yeah. So the sacrifice. Yes. Ron, We had to show Thrawn being ruthless and using people as tools, and we did that. So I think that it it kind of fired on all cylinders and got it all figured out. Chris, before
0: I come to you, I want to read you a text from Dan about uh, whether or not he thought it went far enough and and did it stick the landing. It was expected, honestly. No hate. Loved it. Need more. Now. (laughs) I mean, that's a pretty telltale that's pretty sign of his enjoyment. For, for those that it is, you know, it are is. not
1: long-time listeners of the show, because Dan hasn't been on a lot lately, Like he normally has pretty hot takes, so that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. uh, that's extremely high praise from that's a one from our brother, take. Danny Wolf. Yeah,
0: If we do get a chance to record next week, because we were talking about, I was talking about taking a week off next week, but I forgot that Dan... Might be available next yeah, week for the we podcast. Probably have to. If that's the case, oh, I, we I think we have together. to do it. Yeah, we should definitely because his takes are so hot much takes. fun to get into, and he's not been able to be on the show enough for anyone's satisfaction recently. So, we've got to get him on the show because he comes in strong, he comes in hot, and he makes it a lot of fun. Yeah. So, I think we probably got to do the show Perfect. next week if he can do it. And I'd love to go revisit this whole topic again, but he clearly liked what he saw, he wants more of it. Did it go far enough? Well, we'll find out what he
1: thinks about that. So, Chris, I'll go to you now, and I'll wrap this up with what I think. I mean, uh, I think I already said it. Just stick the landing. I I think, you know, it was exactly what we expected to be. I want to have more of it. Like, do I wish they would have done more? Yes, but they only had eight episodes. So, given it was only eight episodes, like...
0: I don't think it was was enough. Yeah,
1: it was not. Mm -mm. So, Thrawn was going to leave. Somebody was going to get stuck. We just didn't know who... It was a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. I think we got the big reveal of Balon, you know, looking probably at the Mortis Temple. So, you know, mm-hmm. that that got answered. Like, I, I don't know, man. I mean, like, like I, they, they, I think you do know. Chris. cannot. I think you. Know. They cannot tie everything up because they have to leave the cliffhanger for season two. Yeah. And so I, I think they tied up the things they needed to. And I, I mean, the Ezra, you know, being reunited with Hera was awesome. So I, I don't know. I, I think I think it did what it needed to do. Like, could it have been better? Okay. Certainly. But I mean, I think, you know, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll give it a 8.0 to 8.5 from the East German judges. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Hey, while we're while I'm talking about this, Chris, can you check IMDb to see what that episode is ranked as now or, or look at Rotten Tomatoes and see how people have ranked this finale episode? Yeah, I give this episode look. high marks. Because I think it did a lot. Do I think it went far enough? Do I think it stuck the landing? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. And I would go so far as saying 8.5 from the East Germans and, and 9.0 point for most everything. But I'm also fanboy material and love everything I get. I'm thankful and that that does factor into how much I enjoy something. And particularly sure. with this, I love the nods to things that we're familiar with from the other source material that's out there. That got me hyped seeing the mortise gods in in the stone, in the masonry, in the the statues. Yeah. I mean, that got me super geeked. That alone was enough for me to think that it was a good time and well worth the price of admission. But honestly, I don't know that it did enough specifically with Balin's character. And here's why I think that uh, I brought this up earlier that. I think that potentially, and I could be wrong about this, maybe that's the exact cut that they shot and that was it. But I wonder if there wasn't more set up with Balin in in looking off in the distance and seeing that source of light, that that Eye of Sauron thing in the distance. Yeah. Uh, as And we'll get into what that actually is in just a moment. Uh, for those of you that are not as aware of what it could be, how it ties to the Mortis trilogy arc from Clone Wars. But I wonder if there was not more shot with Balin and his discovery of something there that they knew that that was problematic given Ray Stevenson's tragic and untimely death and how integral his character is for the future of the show. We have major questions to answer because of this. Will they recast? Will they write him off? Will they change Shin's arc to take over for the master? All these things are questions hanging out there, but I wonder... If it's possible that more was shot with his character that was leading to a cliffhanger, more so than what we saw with him, that he yeah. did make some sort of discovery that was a bigger, oh, wow, moment that we don't get because of that. I could be wrong. I'm dying to know if that was the case. Will they ever tell us? Absolutely not. Oh, they will yeah.
2: never reveal that to no, us. They, I don't think. They found, he found Abeloth and immediately died. And that was the end of it. Yeah. I mean, well, I think if they had left that in, that solves the issue, though, with Ray that he
0: died. With yeah, Avaloth. I
2: mean, they can put that anywhere, though, and as long as it's towards the beginning of the season, yeah. it's okay, and Abeloth could incorporate him into herself, yeah, and he would just be gone.
0: And if you're new to the show and you're a casual fan, don't know abaloth. I mean we went into this, we went into this in our last podcast, but Abiloth is associated with the Mortis gods. There's the father, which is the big statue that that uh, Balin Skull was standing on top of with the hand pointing at a direction. Next to on the right side of the screen was the son who embodies the dark side of the force. You have the father in the middle, who is the one that represents the balance of the light and dark sides of the Force. And then to the left is a broken statue of the daughter, who actually dies in the Mortis Ark, giving up her life and in of. part of her essence. Yeah, well, she gives up her essence to, to help save Ahsoka, and She's on top a of celestial, that, celestial, so she can't really yeah, die. But right. And she's transferred to Morai, the owl. And there's a name for it. And I can't remember what the the name of it is. It starts with a V, I think. Uh, But the type of bird that you see. And that bird is in this episode as well that Ahsoka sees the bird. That is the essence of the daughter, the light side of the force. And she has an affinity toward Ahsoka. So all of that is there. And and I'm curious if there wasn't more for Balin's character that would have been too difficult a thing to try to explain away. Did they perhaps take that chunk of this story out. And I could yeah. be way off. Maybe this is exactly what was always intended, and that's it. So,
2: Chris... I'm very curious what, what to do you see seeing? what they find. Like, yeah. are they finding the font of power or the pool of knowledge? Know.
0: But Abeloth supposedly is the mother. She was a mortal who uh, yep. was with the father, and those were her children. The, the son and the daughter were her children. She adopted but she,
2: them as her children. Yes. Right,
0: right. And she... Wanted to be immortal like them, so she drank yep. from these different things, the font of power, and all that yep. sort of stuff, and it it
2: had a big big impact her. on her. Yes, it turned yes. her from a normal human into a big scary nightmare. Yeah, yeah, very scary
0: being, and oh, she's so yeah. powerful it's that powerful. It, it's yeah ridiculously powerful. Okay, so that's who Abloth is, and all we right, think that's Red who Ron, he might be. What do you finding. think?
1: Uh, well, I already get my, you know, did it stick later? <laughs> no, but, we're asking but, you, what uh, would you, what'd you find yeah, on the uh, so finale. Yeah, so 75% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. There's not a lot of reviews of the episode itself. Uh, and, uh, and essentially, um, there, there was uh, like two critics. It was uh, the Telegraphs guy uh, and the uh, Pajika, the Ringer, and the Daily Telegraph from the U.K., uh, as well mm-hmm. as Telltale TV and A.V. Club did not like it. And then IMDb, uh, what, what, how so did that 75% score? fresh, and then 8.1 on IMDb, which okay. is solid. So the series itself <laughs> it is, is only it is. 7.8 on IMDb. So, I, I mean, like, the basic, you know, the basic critique of it is what we've already talked about, that it didn't go far enough, and then, you know, the stakes aren't high enough, and then, you know, they're like, you have to be a super fan to get all the references. So, I, yeah. All right well there no, we go they're let's... wrong no no
2: <laughs> and no you don't
1: yeah let's I mean, move on the next have, topic. You know, some empirical evidence that says no but you know whatever yeah. so they did point out What's the one your... where you did point out that Hu Yang says he knows Canaan, which it should be caleb doom because his actual name when he was a he did say he caleb, knows it was caleb doom,
0: but... he did say caleb at one point yeah he yeah. says both i
1: think yeah. so yep he does,
0: he does. all right who blew on you daily topic. telegraph
1: uh or, where yeah,
0: do we go from here for the next season where do we go guys and in i want to make some predictions on where we go from here one prediction i want to make it's very important that ezra made it back to the galaxy yeah because jason Sindula needs a master is this very important
1: is
0: right yep. So I feel like that's really important mm-hmm. that he had to make it over there and that we didn't meet Jason by chance. Nope. There no is a plan for Jason. Well,
1: if they decide to include Luke Skywalker, Jason could end up at Luke's Academy.
0: And and we would be dead. <laughs> who would trust Jason's training? Who would that be trusted to more than Ezra? No, I mean, it would be point. Ezra. But
1: yeah, you know. no. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think you're going to see Thrawn try and reunite the Imperial and... I think there's going to be a decent crossover with Mando. Um, oh, definitely.
0: To the point where... I agree. I would think so. I mean, have they announced... Is there another season of Mando?
1: No, right?
0: It's not officially announced, but Rick Famayiwa, who has uh, elevated to executive producer of the show this last season for season three, he has talked about season planning four. is underway. Yeah, it, okay. yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's I think conditions. Disney just holding their cards close to the vest on all the green lighting of future projects at this yeah, point. I think they're well, seeing the how Lakers, the, the shareholders yeah. go. <sighs> Yeah. yeah,
2: they uh, they it's a looked like a monkey hump in the football there for a while. Yeah. Like, announcing things that didn't end up happening. So, so
1: yeah. uh, but I think there's going to be crossover. Um, you know, I think that'll there be fascinating. Be. I think, you know, Ezra going to Ezra and her are going to have to try and convince the, you know, the New Republic to actually do something about it. Will they? Mm, probably not <laughs> question mark, but we'll probably see. Not. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Really interesting to me to see does you know the Mando like Bo Katan and the Mando, you know, new Mandos like do they make an appearance? Uh, fascinating, or do we wait for the movie for that? So, I don't know. I, I think you know, I could see the bulk of the season really taking place on Mortis Paradia, uh, and like really focusing on that arc. Um, but that'll be interesting to see they're how they balance have to that. Find a they're, way now they're gonna have to bounce to back and there. forth like a lot, right? So I don't yeah, know. well, they're going to have I'm to come up with, with that. a better device
2: to get there and back.
1: I uh, mean, the World Between, between Roles.
2: I, I think
1: we see storylines
0: continue all yeah. next season in different parts of, of like, in different galaxies. Yeah, I think so. we'll see that translate, that they stay in the galaxy far, far away, and then there's, you know, the folks...
1: It gets brought together in the back in,
0: yeah. Mm, could Yeah. I think they come back. I think that we don't see Ahsoka come back to the original Galaxy, Star Wars Galaxy, until the movie. Mm. I feel like she mm. doesn't make it until then, and that's when she comes back. Yeah, probably. The coming of Ahsoka will be the big focus. Maybe. I don't know, man. Mm. Yeah. I, there's a reason they left her and the team stranded mm. there. There's a reason for it. Well, yeah, I think the next have have season is focused. Balin. Yeah. I think the next season is focused largely on her story there in that other galaxy. And I think that we see the side, you know, stories. The A plot is in this other galaxy. The B plot, and it's a multi-plot show, I think the B plot's taking place in the other galaxy. Do we see the original galaxy? Okay, so that's a great question, uh, and that's a question I've got on here. I want to finish up with our productions or with our predictions first. So, with the predictions, uh, I- I've talked about Ezra. I think Thrawn and the Great Mothers start raising more of an army with the Night Sister magic, and I also think the Mortis God storyline deepens greatly, and we see more of that. And mm-hmm. I also am saying that I think Anakin has taken on the mantle of the father. And if you watch the Mortis trilogy, Anakin was uh, he he was requested by the father to take on the role as the, the balance of the force to bring balance to the force. He was referred to as the chosen one. You are the chosen one. It was foretold. You would help bring balance to the force and take this role because the father was dying. He tells him I'm dying. It is your job to take this. And he tells him that this awfulness will follow him for his selfishness, for refusing his request mm. and his selfishness, would be wrought with issues in his future, I think that in death he has accepted the role as the father. I think he is mm. now the keeper of the balance of the force, and that also explains why he is not that actively involved as a force ghost with his son luke and and that is brought up in the books that he only Luke only ever gets to see him one time yeah. in, in one time only, and that's it. I think that is why he's not more actively involved and uh as as we will talk about in a moment, this world is mortis. This is where they came to. You think they're so? on peridia is mortis. That's what I think. yes huh. yeah, maybe. and 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 I'll say why in a moment. So I think that Anakin is the father. I think that Shin takes on her master's role. I think that's how they explain things uh, because I mean, I don't know what else they can do. I could be wrong about this one that that's the one I feel the least sure of is that she takes on the master's role of this quest because she never really knew what he was after. Is there a way that she yeah. finds out what it is and feels that she needs to take on that role of whatever Balin was after? I think they need to, to recast Balin.
1: Like I, I, I just don't, I, I don't see where they can bring the plot to successful collusion without having that character. And so they need a means. What to Ray did it. was amazing, yeah, but, awesome, they but they need this character. It, so.
0: Jake, what do you think? Do they need to recast it or do you think they're fine to move on without him?
2: Hmm. I don't know that we have enough data to decide at this point, but if they're going to have a significant amount of him in there, then yeah, they're probably going to have to recast him. Yeah. But All the right. real question becomes who. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have any predictions? Have gravitas.
0: Yeah. That's a really great question because who could do it? Uh I, I would like to see Jason Kidd take on the role. Yeah. He's not as big as kid I mean, Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Kidd. I'm sorry, Kevin Kidd. I don't know why I have Jason Kidd stuck in my head from uh, right. basketball. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, Kevin Kidd, who played Finn Rao, uh, and also worked with him before. I brought this up in the last podcast. I think he would be great to take on that role. He's not as tall and as imposing as, obviously, the, the mighty Ray Stevenson. But there are other actors who might be able to do it. I mean, if only... Um, I just forgot his name, the actor who played governor uh, in this in, in this show. Um, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. I think Clancy Brown would have been a great choice to play the role. And it's too bad that we've already seen him as the governor in this. Liam because... Neeson. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no more Star Wars for Liam.
2: He's sad. I know.
0: Yeah. So that, that's the fun thing. So is it disrespectful to recast him? I don't think it is. I think is Ray... Disrespectful? brought so much of the character he'd probably hate to
2: see it fall away would he like to see somebody else doing it probably not no but he he did uh, an hour of combined screen time with this character he doesn't get to like decide who it is it's not like he's mark well true you know true
0: But do you guys have any predictions for the second season? Uh, I gave you mine. Of course, I thought about it before the show, and I'm, I'm just, you know, setting this up for you immediately, well, so you've had no time to think about it. But what do you I think? I mean, we're going to have to see Abeloth.
2: Yeah, okay. Abeloth. There's one. And I'm, I'm really hoping that they show us Paradia to be similar to Abeloth's planet the way they describe it in the books. With, you know, yeah. the animals not wanting anything to do with anybody and the plants being dangerous and trying to kill everyone.
0: Well, plants being dangerous is a very popular thing among Star Wars of recent with uh, the whole, you know, uh, book initiative they had with the, the High Republic era initiative. Oh, that Plant deadly, deadly
2: force wielding <laughs> yeah. trees or yes. you know, force sensitive trees. I don't know. All that stuff was in there. So. Let's just say Star Wars did it first a long time ago and did yeah. it better.
0: <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Do you have any predictions for season two beyond what we've already discussed?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I think it's gonna, like I said, I think we're gonna see Thron bring the Remnant together. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think we're gonna, you know, get some sort of, you know, road to Paradia, mm-hmm. like Mortis, whatever, whatever that temple ends up being. That's gonna be the focus, probably the folks that are on Paradia slash Mortis. So. Uh, okay. and I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, seeing more of Hera trying to convince the, the uh, new Republic that, that this is a big deal. So, yeah. So I got a
2: question for you yeah. guys about the next season. So I don't think that the Night Sisters can raise enough people to be in a whole army at yeah. once. So like, where are they going to get their troops? I don't think that they can do. It's a good enough. question. Are they going to get clones? I mean, that would like, be fun. You know, that would be fun. Clone yeah. kind of thing going on.
0: That would be a lot of fun. We'll see. You know, if there's anybody of worth to raise from the dead with their night sister magic, um, to see if they can do something like they've done before with uh, raise them all up again. Well, I mean, and <laughs> Maroc, I mean, he was also yeah. I mean, he yeah. was someone they brought. Yeah. So clearly, I mean, Morgan did that. But anyway, uh, yeah. yeah and, I don't know. I think. I think we do see that uh, predicting that we do see some representation of Balin probably awakening whatever it is that he was looking for and it killing him in the process. I think that's one of the if they don't recast the character, that's about the only thing I can see making sense that he awakens whatever it is he was looking for and he pays the ultimate price for
2: it. And Abelok takes him as one of herself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So So you're you're on So I don't think
2: they'll recast
0: it. I'm on to that kick. I'm on to that kick. Not not the father, not the Mortis. It's Abeloth. No, I think the father's dead, and I think that Anakin has taken... I think the father has been replaced by Anakin. That's what I think. I think that's why we see him in the end, uh, that he's
2: there. Abeloth was on Mortis? Abiloth was strongly associated with the Mortis gods, and they imprisoned her on what they call Abeloth's planet Mm -hmm. in the Maw. In the EU books, hmm. but oh that could yeah, that's right. be adapted. Yeah, to yeah. I mean, they,
0: they take the EU and wield it to what they want it to be or need it to be
2: outside the normal galaxy. Okay, yeah. But you know, her entire planet was twisted to meet her ideas, and so we haven't really seen anything of that so far. Yeah, I
1: don't, I don't think Avalos going to be a thing. You it's don't just, think so? I think it's too much.
0: Maybe
2: not. So why? I, I, I,
1: bring I think it's the Mortis gods, gods you know? but like no Avalos.
0: It it could be They're Chris.
1: It stick a Clone Wars canon, which yeah. does not include that
2: whole part of that whole thing. Well, not but in she Clone Wars. wasn't in. Yeah,
0: yeah. Although I've seen some stuff from Dave referencing what they did with that, so he's yeah. aware of it and he might like it. Oh, so we'll see what. He, yeah, I'm I'm curious. Uh, I'm definitely curious for sure. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But in the meantime. Um, You know, we've got our, our thoughts on things and we'll see how this all plays out. But um, we've got our predictions and we'll find out how it all goes together. I, I'm excited to see how it does. And I think it's be more than a year. We're going to have to wait probably. to find out. I mean, it, yeah, with the it's probably be 2025. Yep. And then the movie is supposedly 2026 for Dave's movie. With the strike and everything they might push it back to 2027 i mean it's not that uncommon to th- see disney pushing back a release date oh, it, it happens so all strange. the time um i do want to just pay tribute to ray stevenson as we've seen our final shot of him in this likely the final shot unless they've saved some stuff that they can bring into the next season that was shot this season um i, I think it's worth really just calling out some of your favorite moments. Um, I I actually shared something with some of the folks on the non-toxic Star Wars fan base uh, Facebook page. And I wrote this. I, I said that he brought such a brooding energy to this character. I am a huge fan of his work in Rome as well. And he was great in the Thor movies as well as all the other projects that he was a part of. And there were so many moments in Ahsoka to choose from. His parting lesson to Shin, the way his entrance in the first episode announced his intentions that he only did what he felt he had to to accomplish his goals, yet took no joy in striking someone down, and his first speech and fight with Ahsoka are all among my favorites. There was a lot of great stuff with him, and the character was really well-written, and his performance made this easily one of the most intriguing characters of the franchise, in my opinion. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, I need additional material now. I mean, I I just need need more about him. Books, comics, etc., whatever. I want more of that. Uh, So that I can see more from him in my mind's eye. Even if we can't have Ray, I want to see more of him in my mind's eye with this. And I know he got to experience the love from fans at Celebration, but it's an absolute tragedy. He won't get to experience the absolute adoration the fandom holds for his contribution. I mean, that was universal in everything I saw at the finale afterward on social media. Everyone was paying tribute to Ray and how great he was. Even sadder that he won't get to fully flesh out the rest of his character's story. I'm so disappointed for him for that. Um, that that's, you know, my thoughts on it. Nate, in, did in you see Black Sales? I have not watched Black Sales yet. I will now, only because I like Ray Stevenson yeah, yeah. so much. It's
1: for good. Sure. It's yeah. good.
0: Yeah, I definitely will. For you guys, what were your favorite moments
2: with Ray Stevenson in this role? Well, I mean, his hallway scene. Every bad guy it's in Star Wars epic. has to have a hallway scene. Yeah, yeah. True. I just
1: thought the duel with Ahsoka, like you know, just like yeah. the verbal really well parrying. Did you like his you first
0: know, or second one better?
1: Uh, the second one. Okay. Yeah, but I just you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love
0: how he played the character.
1: It was so yeah, amazing. Yeah. I thought he really just nailed the character and he just gave you a sense of did. who that character is, like which is something different than we've seen before. So that was fun. But also
2: not giving you as much info yeah. too. Like he was very he was mysterious. Being mysterious as well. yeah,
1: It was. So it was good. Which is why like
2: his discussion discussions with Shin yeah. on mm-hmm. Paradia were just really cool because, you know, he was saying a bunch without really saying anything and just kind of made you wonder all the more so what the hell he's talking about Yep. Yeah,
1: for sure
2: well we already covered the next topic which was should he be recast we've covered that
0: so with this first season of ahsoka now that it's wrapped i i want to let you guys know that uh, there's something else coming up for lucasfilm i'm teasing this right now because i want to do one more thing but skeleton crew we got some new information before we get to that i want to tell you guys more about the mortis stuff so i sent you guys a video that a friend of mine sent to me, my buddy Mark Thompson, he sent that mm-hmm. to me. Uh, it was on Instagram, and someone took the clips from the final scenes of the Mortis trilogy from Clone Wars, the animated show, and shows where they are in relation to Mortis, and that you see that, if you think about the final scenes from Ahsoka, where Balin is looking, he's standing on the shoulder or the on the arm of the father, the, the statue. He's looking off in the distance, and you see a mountaintop With this kind of energy force. Yeah. Well, if you watch the final scenes of the Mortis trilogy, when Anakin and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka all get ready to leave, they board their Jedi shuttle and they're getting ready to leave the area. You look and you see them taking off from a mountain platform that looks an awful lot like, from a distance, what Balin Mm -hmm. is looking at. Making you think that they're on the Mortis planet. And that's why I think... How they get
1: back? Peridia
0: is actually the Mortis how planet. How did they get back? That's a good question. Magic. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really know how they got there or got back. I mean, yeah. they, they wake up from it, don't remember they were ever there. It's Power all... The exactly. So that's why I think the Mortis gods, there's so much more in store for all of that. And, and yeah. that's why I think that Anakin, the reason we see him there, staring off the distance, saying nothing. And also, this is kind of a Star Wars trope, seeing... Uh, a force ghost looking off in the distance. Uh, we saw that yeah. the force goes to encounter with Obi-Wan at the end and Qui-Gon. Uh, we see that at the end of Return of the Jedi. It's becoming a thing, a Star Wars thing that they do where a force ghost is kind of watching over in the end. So. All right, guys. Yeah. It's moving uh, on because. Interesting. Yeah. For it sure. is it is so i want to tell you about this uh, skeleton crew that's the next series we're yeah, expecting from got. lucasfilm and here's the news you'll remember that the series was initially pitched as one that's like what, an Amblin feature Stranger things in space yeah. goonies or a less strange stranger things but set in a galaxy far far away which has now been confirmed by the studio's first copyright filing a legal filing for the copyright of this show has uh, come to light according to the filing a group of kids discover something strange and dangerous and that's going to serve as the main focal point of the show as we watch this series so here's a direct quote from the legal filing here it is quote in the first episode of the skeleton crew we are introduced to four kids who make a mysterious discovery on their seemingly safe home planet and get lost in a strange and dangerous galaxy and it's another galaxy, by the way. It's another galaxy. Continuing the quote, finding their way home, meeting unlikely allies and enemies will be a greater adventure than they ever imagined. Ba-ba-ba. That's the legal filing, my <laughs> friends. So it, it, is it most of this what we thought it was? Yep. Yes. But it's just confirming because none of that was actually confirmed. This is the first confirmed bit about that first episode. Also worth noting, by the way, The projected date of publication, which I'm assuming airing is what we're talking about, is January 2024. This was filed in July, by the way. It just sniffed out by some of those folks who are looking for Star Wars news. Just sniffed it out. So a couple months back, a few months back at this point, is when this was filed. And now it it says that January 2024 is the publication date. And publication, I take as airing. Yeah, We'll see if that holds, though, because those things can always change.
2: Yeah. But wouldn't that be something? So this is going to take place in a galaxy near, near, close by?
0: Well, all this stuff is said to tie together in the Mandoverse. So wouldn't it be interesting if our children, our, our goonies in space, wind up? in the other galaxy with ahsoka and the whole crew are they going to run into each other i don't know say
2: abeloth can be corrupting children just like she does in the Mm. (laughs) there you
0: go it's possible it's It's possible it it is it is but that could be interesting to see where we go and i'm excited for this news i'm excited for it this is this is really cool i don't think we're gonna get it in january i wouldn't be shocked if it was march or even may i don't know when we get the third season of uh the bad batch that, that could be something they, they have been keeping the Bad Batch here oh, recently yeah. for the May the 4th time frame or May 25th. They've done that as well. So we'll see what, what transpires from that. Those important dates for Star Wars fans, either May the 4th or on the original release date of Star Wars back in 1977. So those are all possibilities. Mm. Any thoughts on Skeleton Crew before we move on?
1: Uh, I mean, I think exactly right. We don't know a lot about yeah. it. All right, it's what well, I, it's what uh, I expected what you're saying is what I expected. Yeah.
0: Turning back to um, Ahsoka, there's a lot of theories that were brought out. People were making theories the entire time about what we would see. And I want to want to get to that. So there was a Screen Rant article uh, that recently came out uh, actually today at the time of recording. It's Saturday when we're recording this. Uh, but 10 Star Wars theories that were debunked by the Ahsoka Season 1 finale, some stuff that didn't pan out. And this is a fun list. Number 10, Grand Admiral Thrawn's troopers were all undead. We learned that was not the case because uh, there was a big difference between the zombie troopers and what the night troopers uh, looked like. So that 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 was a fun one. Uh, Then also that Balin would unleash a dark side being. That theory did not pan out to be true just yet. Yeah. Yep, but... Avaloth is talked about in that one, the mother in Legends. This theory is still likely, they say, but we'll see what, what comes of that. Shinhati would be redeemed by the end of Ahsoka. Do you feel the redemption of uh, Shin is imminent, or do you feel like she'll remain a villain? What do you guys think? I think someone has to get redeemed. It's so important. I think Star Wars is a story of redemption, mm-hmm. it's always a story of redemption. I would not be shocked at all if she gets redeemed. I think it's Does more it likely in, in the movie. Two? Could it's be going to happen. It's the movie. Could be.
1: Yeah.
0: What? How do uh, you get redeemed? Yep. Uh, Thrawn was not really loyal to the Empire. I don't know about that. I feel like he's still Tough. still fairly loyal. Yeah, I, I know that he's for still the
1: Empire, like he, he he's not fanatical. That's the difference, right? So he's not. Yeah. He's loyal to Empire. He's not loyal to Palpatine. And there's a difference. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I wonder if the Chiss Ascendancy comes into play at all, and, and if you've read the Thrawn oh, books. I, so. uh, I mean, that would be really cool. I would love it if that was the case. Uh, also, a major character death from the the good side. Uh, instead, we got Morgan, Lady Morgan was the one that mm-hmm. died, and we know that because the Great Mother said, like, Morgan has died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um and again we have so much love for dinah lee in asanto but the death of her character does make sense if you think about the story yes. it just made sense it did it's tough uh, a full ghost crew reunion is number five we didn't get it where was zeb yeah. we didn't get zeb i know i mean that, with that, there was a big disappointment he should have been flying with I know.
1: Carson
0: know yep. i know why didn't they bring him in i'm so disappointed he fit so in
2: an x-wing
1: i, I mean apparently he, he does wing pilot either x-wing or y-wing pilot
0: uh mm. there were plans for Chewie to be piloting an x-wing in the original version of episode nine <laughs> uh so there, there's that from that you know the, the movies it does doesn't it it does but i'm sure they could Chris, probably can
2: you imagine somebody that's like seven foot two getting into an eagle and like fitting the helmet on
1: the eagle's like the one fighter that they could fit in really oh yeah, hmm. yeah okay I knew well there like you go six five that flew the eagle so Six five, like okay. two two probably like two fifty. He had to sign a waiver saying he'd die if he ejected, potentially, but <laughs> I mean He's that like could happen anybody. anyway. So yeah, yeah. no, I, yeah. Uh, but no. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know why I know Zeb. It'll I think maybe they're saving it for the movie again. So I guess. Yeah. That was a
0: big disappointment. They brought him in for the Mandalorian. Why couldn't they bring him in for this? No, big I was disappointment. Very disappointed.
1: Yeah. No B Wing. No B-Wing, fuck. right? <laughs> I know. The, uh, there was a Star Wars Ships uh, Facebook group that was on there like, where's the B-Wing? If we get done with like the Ahsoka series and the Dave Filoni movie and don't get a B-Wing, it'll be a travesty. It's in the, the crapper where it belongs. Nope. <laughs> Number four, Balin
0: uses the world between worlds. A lot of people thought he was going to, uh, but that did not happen. Yet. Yet. I mean, it's we'll soulful. see. Again, that, that whole thing I'm is complicated. The is. When
2: Abeloff kills him, he'll be in the World Between Worlds forever. <laughs>
0: yeah. Jake not giving up. He's like a dog with a bone on Abeloff Well,
2: it's kind of like with you guys and your idiot theories about Mace Windu surviving. So, I mean, he's alive. No, he he's did not. survive.
0: No. He he survived. No, no, he no. survived. Yeah. yeah. Number three, Leia makes a cameo appearance. I mean, she sort of did via C-3PO, yeah, but we did not yeah, get no. Yeah,
1: That doesn't yeah. count
0: i think it was handled the exact right way i don't need a leia appearance i think it was
1: perfectly done see a bunch of There's critics no didn't like that it. which i thought was funny i'm like that's uh, so dumb that's, that was about right so i don't know they also i, scoffed. I think it was the
0: right way to handle they it. also scoffed yeah.
1: 3po and like Hera slash mon mothma's interaction so i thought it was fine okay well whatever, whatever. uh they don't Some do star wars for critics yeah
0: yeah ahsoka receives her staff because remember she had a staff in the mm. final episode of rebels did. that didn't true. happen she doesn't have it where's the staff where's mm. her stick i mean
2: yeah i know i mean it, she is Ahsoka really the white need now the stick do we need it you yeah
0: i mean I, f- I feel like gosh. continuity's sake
2: <laughs> gotta stop the i mean is it possible that dave forgot about it no, I mean, do you think you forgot him?
0: I don't think no. he forgot anything no. either. But yeah, no. uh, maybe that's something that that comes out of uh, the next Run season. I holes. don't know. Maybe she brings that a retirement. We'll see. Yes. Uh, and then <laughs> the number one theory that got blown out: uh, a Mandalorian crossover. I too thought this would happen. I thought that there would be Din Djarin somewhere oh. or
2: uh, somebody one of the Mandalorians. else. Oh, have them show up in the yeah.
1: show. You're gonna get it. Yeah. Just not Didn't happen. Not- not till season two, not, or maybe not, the movie. Not the first it's season. gonna happen.
0: I, I mean, because we saw Ahsoka in the Mandalorian, we saw Ahsoka in the Book of
1: Boba Fett. Why yeah, is Mando re- not relatively over? certain Mando that wasn't? I was relatively certain that wasn't happening in season one.
2: You know who we're gonna get as a crossover? Who? It's gonna who? be those kids and their stupid speeder bikes from Boba oh, Fett.
0: Fuck, the the, mods? the slow race
2: <laughs> the mods. Yes, the mods. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah that's who we'll get. That's Not the, uh, what's it, Abandoned Sisters or whatever? Oh, gosh. No. The sisters? Yeah, the... Well, what, 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 about, what about
1: Omega? No. Omega. <laughs> I, that's such an sucks. interesting... The, I mean, the what if May from shows the up with Omega in the Abandoned Sisters ship, Jake? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you know what? If
2: they did that, I would be okay with it.
1: Okay. You heard it here first. Will, that awful. You
2: heard it here first, fans. Yes. If it Write that, that down. Awful. If
0: right. Jake approves of the attractiveness of the sisters, he might enjoy the storyline.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Recast with hotter actresses. Well, anyway. we're you were just know, saying that Jake's s- about as deep as a frisbee. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. That's all I'm saying. Well, Chris,
2: you just said Ibanez, <laughs> and I was thinking, like, are we doing a Starship Troopers thing with Denise Richards? But, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, that takes it back, doesn't it? That yeah. takes it back. Uh, I, that's all exciting. I, I think that was fun to look at the theories that kind of got busted by the season yeah. one finale. I yeah. think we got a great show. We oh, enjoyed yeah. Ahsoka. It was awesome. We have more to look forward to as the coming you know months and in a couple of years come our way. We know we're getting Bad Batch season three, the final season of that is coming this next year. We know that we're getting Skeleton Crew. There's another season of Mandalorian that's coming up. We got a movie on the way. And uh, apparently there's action happening with the Lando series or movie. We're not sure what it's going to be, but there is still a lot on the way. What
2: are we going to see in Bad Batch season three? Like, that's going to be interesting.
0: I I certainly think the the cloning of the Emperor is involved with this one, and and we're going to find out why you know uh Grogu was so important to the project i think that's all being laid out laying the groundwork so it's all yeah. interconnected and where we're going with that yeah. in the meantime we've been waxing on for a good hour and 15 yeah. minutes on this podcast guys so <laughs> yeah yeah um uh, to close holes. out with yeah uh-huh. we did yeah we, we deviated here and we there and, and rabbit holes. we we paid tribute to the late great ray stevenson and sadly We have to turn to some more news of a loss in the Star Wars family, as we've learned that Shauna Tripsic, the Emmy-nominated costume designer for The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka, among some other great projects, including Firefly, uh, which is another great show that that should have had more, Uh, she has passed away. She was 56 years old, and it would seem that this uh, came very suddenly and unexpectedly. (laughs) She was someone who is deeply appreciated by the entire Lucasfilm team. And John Favreau and Dave Filoni both commenting on just how important she was to the productions and her passion and her contributions. And, and that she even became an expert on all things Star Wars. She delved deep into that so that she could make sure she was doing justice to the entire Star Wars lore with her contributions. And those are immeasurable. And she brought a great deal of talent. To weaving the world that we all love so much, Godspeed to you, Shauna. We're we're deeply disappointed in your family, and our friends are also in our thoughts and prayers. And and I'll just say that uh, you know this this hits us as well. You know Matt Tagami, who handles our social media, he's been talking with her for months, and, and we were trying to set up a date where she could come on the show and chat with us, and they just were trying to figure out the timing of it. And unfortunately, uh, we didn't get, get the chance, chance to speak with yeah. her, but. No, no, but she made some amazing contributions and deeply sad news. You know, there's a lot of folks who make Star Wars great and make it important. And it's more than just the actors, the writers and the directors. There are a lot of folks involved with the production team that do amazing things to make that world feel really lived in. And I think that was an important thing that George Lucas established early on is how important those folks were because he wanted the universe to feel lived in. And certainly her work did that as well. and, And Godspeed to her. All right. Uh, With that, that wraps up our show this week. It's always a hard transition. We talk about a loss, but we do look forward to talking to you. We are likely going to do a show next week so that we can bring Daniel Wolf back on the show. If we are unable to do so, then we'll take a week off. Uh, If that's the case, then you'll catch us on Sunday night, October 22nd. In the meantime, we hope you have a great week ahead. Remember, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa device. Uh, We've seen increasing numbers uh, from our podcast downloads on those devices. Now they're smart speakers. It's all great to say, hey, I want to listen to the Force Geeks of Star Wars podcast. Fire up the latest episode. We're good to go. Uh, I do it in my own home when I want to check out our show and and listen to what Jake and Chris have to say. Uh, Thank you so much. We appreciate you joining us. We enjoyed some really fantastic download numbers uh, over the the weeks of watching Ahsoka. We love doing these shows with you, for you. We want to talk to you. We appreciate your your subscriptions to our podcast and in the kind words that you share on social media, on those reviews. Please keep that up for us. And remember, if you don't follow the Force Geeks, you're looking for your Star Wars in all the wrong places. Talk to you soon. And may the Force be with you always. <laughs>